Drink till we're married. Cheers. Real conversation. No, because when I get to that point where I'm done, I'm done. Goodbye. And you got blasted on Facebook for being broke. I would have blasted you. (laughs) (laughs) You missed it. Here go the passcode to my savings account. The one that ain't got but like $200. (laughs) Hey, guys. We are back for real, for real, for another episode of Drink Till We're Married. Geek Goddess is here, and we are live. Yes, we are live. This is Hey Cutie. We're here. We're live, for real. And so... Please join us. Please join us. Um, This week, we are talking about hitting rock bottom. So one um, special shout out to all of our Facebook viewers who watch us live. Yes. It has been a journey. This week has been something. I don't know if it's just payback because we weren't on last week. (laughs) I don't know, but we'll get it back together. We'll be back. Yeah, we we kind of went back to some of our our native ways, if you will. Um, We had to send that Hey Big Head text. (laughs) Yes. To Facebook, like, hey, big hair. <laughs> All right, we're going to come back to doing it the way we used to do it. Yes. So, Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us this week. So, our drink of the week was... Spring Fever. Spring Fever. And it was really tasty. It was. So, it was made with Belvedere Mango Passion Vodka, Peach Nectar, uh, Mango Seltzer Water on the Rocks with Frozen Mango Chunks. For the garnish. Of course she had frozen mango chunks. Of course. You know. But if you want to see the recipe being made, please sign up for our newsletter at drinktoamarried.com. Yes. And you'll get a video in your inbox. And so you can use it this weekend because spring is actually here. So it'll be a good cocktail to make for like brunch or, um, I don't know, the Saturday with your girls. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a good drink. So this week we are talking about hitting rock bottom and, um, it is no coincidence that we've hit rock bottom with Facebook live. And so how do you know when you're hitting rock bottom and it's time to adjust or, um, make some changes, right? Yes. So, and it could be in any type of relationship. Mm-hmm. Of course, we talk about relationship, relationships. So, for me, it's when you don't recognize yourself. Or you're doing things that are not you or you're unhappy. Like, in however you define those things, that's, you know, when you need to, like, okay, I may have hit rock bottom. Let me assess this situation and make some changes. You know... I have always thought about rock bottom from a space of when people have like addictions. Yes. You know, like drug addictions or alcohol addictions. Mm -hmm. And, and then they get to the point where they're doing something that they never thought they would do before. And so I think it is like you're saying, looking at yourself and recognizing or not recognizing yourself. Like, what am I doing? Who, who is this person? What am I putting up with that I never thought I would put up with before? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you ever kind of had a, a, a situation in your own life where you were yes. like, what? Who, yes. who is this girl? I, I don't know her. I absolutely have. And it was just, you know, you're in a relationship and wanting it to work. But the other person, it wasn't necessarily me changing up or doing anything differently, mm-hmm. but they are. Whatever struggle they were going through would just put a strain on the relationship. And I just got to the point where 
I didn't know who, you know, I started acting in a way that was not me mm. to show him how he was treating me. And I'm like, that's not. So now you're altering yourself mm-hmm. so that you can show him that he's right. not being himself. But now you two are strangers in a relationship, essentially. Basically. Yeah. And it's just like, and then not getting the reaction from him. And I'm like, well, first of all, you know, no, yeah. I'm not going to change me. I'm still not happy. It's not changing the situation. So it's time to really change the situation yeah. and just be done with it. Relationships are hard. Life is hard. You know, it's just like life is just hard. <laughs> it makes me think of my mini. Was she laying on the shade? The cheese? Yeah, like life, like, life is hard. hard. Life That's is our bitmoji of the week. Like, <laughs> yeah. life is hard. Like, it is. And I think it's because when you're dealing in any situation where there's more than one person, you have to factor in what that person is feeling or what they're going through, what you're going through, how that impacts each other, you know, those, those things in a relationship. But even when it's just you though, like outside of relationships. So this is a relationship podcast. If this is your first time listening, this is what we talk about. Dating relationships, yes, men, sex, you know, all of the above. Mm-hmm. But in our everyday kind of walk through life and trying to figure out this thing called life, we sometimes lose sight of who we are. So it doesn't it doesn't always manifest in relationships. It could be with your career. It could yes. be with your job. It could be with um your friends. It doesn't friends. have to be a romantic relationship. Basically. It could be with a church family. Yes. You know, maybe you're not getting everything that you used to get from your church family, mm-hmm. but you feel this sense of loyalty or commitment or Right. You know, but it's Listen. really hard to kind of put like a line in the sand and say, this is it. I'm done with this thing. It is hard, but I think everyone has a breaking point Yeah, where you just can't take it anymore. And I think it's realizing what that is, understanding what got you to that point and then making changes and also trying not to let that happen again. Yeah. In a, in a career example, how do you, how do you avoid going Jerry Maguire? Because that's typically like people's breaking point, right? Like you deal with it for so long and then next thing you know, and it's like, F everybody, I quit. And who coming with me? And it's like, but I didn't have a plan. Right. Okay. I pay my bills. Listen, I think that I overthink situations because Mm -hmm. if I didn't, I probably would be. You know, Jerry Maguire. Oh, I do it on top of my head. Could you like in my head? I'd be like, you know what? Mm -mm. (laughs) Like it's not. But then I always say, okay. So is this God telling me that I should just walk up out of here? This is just (laughs) me telling me. So I've had those moments, and I think it's just for me paying those bills. Like, why are you afraid to listen to yourself? So even if it were not, you know, your your God or your mm-hmm. higher power, even if it was just you, maybe your intuition, your inner self saying, I am so not happy in this space and I so want to leave. Why won't you trust yourself to leave? I think it's just, I've never been in that place before. It's very foreign to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't, not having a safety net. Like, well, is that what you mean? Not, no, never just, being in that place. Yeah, I think for me it's that responsibility 
knowing, okay, you have to work and, you know, you have to pay your bills. And I think doing something without having a plan mm-hmm. is the scary part. I can see that. I think, I think that same fear is what keeps people in relationships. Yes. It's, um, I am this partner or, um, I have pledged my commitment or my love to another individual. Mm-hmm. And even if they're not doing anything wrong, mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to hold this position anymore, but feeling kind of feeling bad about it. Feeling so, like, Oh, well now we got to separate the house and now we got to separate the accounts. But and now we got to. What's so crazy for me is it's easier for me to do that in a relationship, like boyfriend, girlfriend relationship mm-hmm. than it is with my job. Really? Yes. And I think it's because I know that I'm never going to be defined by being in a relationship. That's just never been me. Like, I'm not here just to say I'm in a relationship. Dude, you can go. Yeah. Like, chuck them deuces. Be up out of here. If it's not, you know. But I think with work, I think it's just always been ingrained in me. I think there's only been one time in my adult life that I did not work. And it was when I moved here from New York. Mm -hmm. And I started bartending because I just couldn't sit around and do nothing. So why, why do you feel if you stop, if you, let's say, quit your current job tomorrow Mm -hmm. or I don't know, April 1st, right? Okay. Why do you have this assumption that you would be sitting around not doing anything? Why wouldn't you just go find what it is that you want to do? Like I, you don't strike me as the kind of person that's going to sit around for 12 months. Girl, you know that's me. That's way more me. That's not you, though. So I'm saying, where, where it really is the fear of just, hey, I don't, I don't desire to sell my services to this company anymore. I desire to go find a different company to sell my services to. I don't know. Honestly, I cannot even call it. And I, well, I do know. I think it's because I really don't know what I want to do next. Mm. If I knew, it would be nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I I felt like I heard a quote, and I could be wrong, but someone, um, it might have been on Iron Fist. I've been watching Iron Fist. What is that? (laughs) You and the television, I'm telling you right now. This is why I can't find my purpose in life, because I watch too much TV. (laughs) It's the new Marvel comic series on Netflix. Oh, I didn't know that. You know, they have all these like, and they're all kind of intertwined some type of way. And this one is Iron Fist. And I feel like this is where I got a quote from. It was either this movie or another movie. (laughs) Um, But he said like your purpose in life is to find your purpose. Yes. And it, it, it is this lifelong journey too. Because it can change based on where you are. You know, no one's saying that you have to do, one thing your entire life at all. So, mm-hmm. now, Mama, if I quit my job tomorrow, yeah, I totally think you should quit your job. <laughs> Thank you. I do. Yeah. I think it'll be the push that you need to figure out what you want to do. I think, likewise, with relationships, um, one, there's this assumption that we get into this one relationship and we got to kind of see it through until until there's a light bulb moment that it doesn't work. So like you you can date multiple Mm -hmm. people you can have multiple jobs. You can enter or you can entertain multiple companies. I mean, you probably don't want to work like two, three jobs because then like who's trying to do that. (laughs) 
But you could entertain different companies, yeah. right? So in the span of 30 days, you could have a sit down with someone in healthcare and you can have a sit down with someone in financial services or someone in legal or, you know, yeah. whatever. And it's no different than dating. Right. Well, I'm not really great at dating multiple people either, so. I think it's necessary, though. I think well, it's necessary. One time. That's hard. One time or kind of in phases, like, I'm going to entertain this guy for a week and see mm. how this goes. And, you know, and then I don't like him by Friday. Meet somebody else on Saturday and I'll entertain oh. him to the oh, next yes. Friday. Oh, yeah. No, I can do that. But, you know, just having... You know, I have a date on Monday, a date on Wednesday, a date on Thursday, right? Is that different? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I could totally do that. I, I would, like, get my life. <laughs> you hear me? Yeah. Like, I always say, you got to eat three times a day. Somebody should pay for at least one of those meals. <laughs> or, you know, as they say, never eat alone, right? There's a book titled Never Eat Alone. It is about making connections and, mm-hmm. and networking. And I think that, that could apply to dating. And maybe it's... You treat it dating and or working or whatever kind of your your relationship mm-hmm. um, thing is. If you do it more work on the front end, it's less likely for you to get to like rock bottom. Yes, I agree. Rock bottom to me is like you didn't go into this one with a plan or knowing where your um, your red flags, knowing your red flags, mm-hmm. and then. Knowing your, um, I don't know, your, your, your safe zone. This well, is how far I'm willing to go. And when I see these red flags, I can easily pull myself out of it. Yes. And I mean, that's so, if you've been close to rock bottom in one relationship, you should be able to identify those yes. things in another so you don't have to go that far into it. Yeah, I agree. How do you handle have, like seeing friends? go through this process of like, and you might even think it's their rock bottom and they still just like in it, in it, like deep, like embedded in it. I just, I remove myself from it. Like I'm there for my friends, Mm -hmm. but so if you're talking to me about the same situation over and over again, it's going to be a point where I'm like, listen, let's not even talk about that. You know what you want to do. And it's not, turning my back on my friends, but it's like in order for me not to be involved and want to roll up on homeboy, I have to detach. I have to take you to a roll up. Listen. You got to appreciate that friend that will roll up. Okay. I know who to call at two o'clock in the morning. Listen. I know she got a black hoodie. My Tim. Yes. Girl, let's, let's ride. We will ride out. I mean, we're not really going nowhere, but like, <laughs> no, no. what's going on? Because I ain't finna do nothing. But, but it's true. It's like, you know. So I try to remove myself from the situation. Now, if it comes, you know, you really need me. I'm definitely there. But just, I just don't like to see my friends going through something yeah. like that. It's no, just I mean, hard. Nobody likes to see right. that. Nobody likes to see it. Yeah. I I have seen some. Very up close and personal relationships. So mm-hmm. one kind of being my sister before her divorce. And I had thought she was at rock bottom. And she wasn't. And evidently she wasn't because the relationship still went on mm-hmm. a little bit longer. And it's like, wow. That's the hardest part. It's not 
putting or influencing what you would deem rock bottom on someone else. And it's also, that's another reason I detach because I get all in because I'm a fixer. I'm not like yeah. a follower. I'm like, yeah. okay, what's wrong? Let's fix it. Yeah. Where, so I can't be ready to fix it if you're truly not ready for it to be fixed. Yeah. I, I do press upon people kind of my thought, my opinion, my, this is what we need to do to make this situation work mm-hmm. or whatever. And sometimes projecting how far I would be willing to go or projecting my standards for dating on the other person. And what I had to do in that situation was realize it's not my life. Right. Yes. It will Um, not impact you. Like whatever decision they make. It doesn't. It does not impact this kind of little bubble of my world. Yeah. And also my job. My job isn't to fix it. My job right. isn't to share my opinion. My job isn't to judge. Just my job is to listen and yes. support. Absolutely. So if there is something specific that is being asked of me, mm-hmm. okay, that's what I'm going to do. If that is, right. hey, come move me, all right, right. I'm I there. Mean, you know you what I mean? watch my baby for me. Those okay. Type, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you're right. So, and the funny thing is, so in college, I didn't understand that. Because, I mean, I've changed a lot since college, but at the root of it, I'm still that person. Like, it's not working out? All right, bye. Yeah. Like, I was, I'm never for that back. I've never been for that back and forth. So, watching my friends go through that, it's like I could never relate until I was finally in a relationship like that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? Never again will I pass judgment. Not even pass judgment. It can happen to the best. Yes, it can. We will put up with some stuff that we never thought we would put up with and and I think rock bottom is different based on the seriousness of the commitment of the relationship right so um rock bottom is different for oh we've kind of been dating but I don't really like we haven't decided that this thing is going to be super serious yes versus like we're married with kids listen Yes. That, I think, I I can't even fathom what my rock bottom would be as a married woman. Mm -hmm. So, I know right now it's probably vastly different from what it was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, if you don't even take me where I want to go, or you don't answer the phone when I wanted you to, or like you say something silly, done. But Mm -hmm. now it's like... I don't know what, it, it, you know, if the boo cheated on me, will I absolutely leave him? I don't know. I know. It's I so know. hard to say. And it's not because you're settling. I don't think that's it. I think it's, there's bigger things in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And no, I'm not for cheating. Apps, don't get me wrong. No, I am not here for it. But in the grand scheme of things, especially mm-hmm. if you're married, you have to really, one, understand what part did you play in that? Both people. Do you know what I mean? Like, what are we doing in this relationship? What's changed? Yeah. Do Are we both willing to fix it? Because if you're not yeah. both willing to fix it, then, you know, you got to kind of move on. I think that's true. Problem. Like, looking at some of the um, relationships that I admire, mm-hmm. um, people who I know have been together for decades, mm-hmm. the things that I think I probably would have left, like... Yeah. And then, you know, he or she stayed and, and now they're on the other side of it and super happy and, uh, you know, love and appreciate their partners. But 
you know, there are couples who have gone through like drug addictions. Right. I don't even know. I'm like, that has to be worse than cheating. I mean, drug addiction is huge. You know, like, <laughs> I kid you not, when I was in, uh, I was in high school, mm-hmm. early high school, maybe late middle school, and one of my friends, um, parents was addicted to drugs mm-hmm. and, and I, so I didn't have an appreciation for that at the time. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But we went to go gather said parent out okay. of um, mm-hmm. what the trap? Yeah, the trap. So one, we were with one parent, and no the other parent the other. was like, "We then pulling up." I know where we're at. You know, yes. you from the hood? Oh, you know, you know. But yes. it's like I didn't know what we were going there for. Okay, like why are we here? And then right. when you see the other parent come out of a house, and it's like. Listen, what but what they was doing in there was right. they witnessing? Right. I hope they was witnessing and sharing the, the good <laughs> the story of Jesus Christ. Two high school students with us. I think it was one of them. Like if we got to roll out, like okay. like you get this call and right. it's like we got to go. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And like I'm, we're going. Yeah. And that's what it, you know. So even having a parent who has had an addiction and still struggles with addiction, it's like, would I leave? If this were my partner, what would I do? Right. Would I go get my partner? I probably would. I mean, hell, that was 15 years ago, and they're still together. Right. And they just look just as happy and right. cute as ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, if you say you're committed to this thing. you Are you all the way committed? And I guess. And do you set your rock bottom in advance or during? Ooh. So you mean like, do we be like, look, this is going to, this, do you set your rock bottom in advance? Like this is as far as I am willing to go in, in any relationship or is it to death do us part? Well, if you're married, it's supposed to be death, you know. So can you, could you even have a rock bottom as a married person? You're not, I mean, you're not supposed supposed to to go through all of it. Yeah, because it's not. I mean, there's so no he come home with like it. two babies from another woman that live across town, and they like Listen, six months apart from your kids. I'm not married. We're close to it, so I can say hell to the null. <laughs> like that's not gonna work for me, bro. You know, it, the bonus babies seem to be a thing these um, days. These oh no, I'm sorry, break babies, break babies. Right. Are they- we talked, yeah, we talked about the good old break babies, but. That's crazy to me. I, yeah. That's one thing you're cheating on me. Now you're out of procreating. So now we have to deal with this other woman yeah. for the rest of our lives. Or, you know, I think it's easy to, not easy, but it is, we tend to categorize cheating as, as a thing, but there is so much more that can occur in relationships from like gambling addictions yeah. to drug addictions to Alcohol family drugs. issues. Like, how much do I want to deal with your family? Yes. Um, physical abuse. I mean, there are physical a abuse. Of things. What happens that if your just... partner commits a crime? Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a like a crime crime. <laughs> Not like he lied on the taxes, the but like <laughs> that's crazy. He done shot somebody and then came home and then like I don't people I don't know what to do. Get right. the hell out of here! Right. <laughs> well, we're gonna turn you in because we both can't go to jail. <laughs> what do you? How do you determine what is? I don't think you can predetermine. I think you may be able to predetermine 
what you think will be your breaking point, but mm-hmm. I don't think we ever really know until we are in that rock bottom place. Yeah, I would agree. You know, I mean, it's all good in theory until it's real life. Like yeah. I said, oh, you have babies cross town, but until I'm married and in that type of situation, you just never know how you're going to handle it. And wanting to be responsible. So thinking about your core kind of personality, mm-hmm. if you want to be, or if you are a responsible person and a loyal person and right. a forgiving person, you can't just turn that off. You don't turn it off. Right. right. So kind of how you operate vocationally in your career. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you're not happy with the company that you work for. I'm sure you don't feel like you're being treated, you know, as great as you know some companies are capable of treating right. their staff or um, being able to just give 100% of what you know you have to offer mm-hmm. because you're limited to this box or whatever. In a relationship, if that were occurring, you already, uh, you know, have those attributes of being a super loyal person. So... If it's not something where you're getting slapped across the head or he bringing home babies right. every night, you're likely to just try to work through it. Try yeah. to work through it and say, well, this is my partner and, and mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, support and be committed and figure it out and work through it. And mm-hmm. and then you wake up 20 years <laughs> later and it's just right. like, where did my happiness go? Right. Yes. But people do it on jobs every day. Mm-hmm. Time flies in relationships, on the job. You know, friendships, you just have to make sure. So for in of the work setting, I think I'm able to detach. Mm-hmm. It's a job. I get a check. Then I go and home. And it doesn't define you. Right. And, yeah. But when people are in, when they allow it to define them or that's how they define themselves, mm-hmm. that's when it becomes such an issue and people are you know, stressed out about work and things. And don't get me wrong, I have days where I'm like, oh, I got to get this done and I'm stressed at work. But when I leave, oh, I do my very best to leave it at work. Oh, yeah. And there are people that, it's, that's just who they are. So they want to be on all the time. No, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> How long y'all been around? Was, right. it, was it pre, before I was born? Oh, Listen, y'all figure this out? And, and, when, and when you go or when you lay someone off, you keep it moving. I mean, I'm yeah. not running that place by myself. It's not going to stop when I leave. What makes, I think, work a little different is because in in some ways, going to work is like business to business, right? Mm-hmm. I am selling my services of whatever my vocation is to a business, right? Yes. So I'm selling management skills to this business and they're buying it from me. It's not a person. Right. But when I'm in a relationship, I'm saying to this person, this mm-hmm. human being who has feelings and I am sharing my life with you. Right. Not just my vocation, my being, my spirit, my soul, my everything. And how much of that should be selfish, right? How, how much in this relationship should I just be concerned about my own happiness versus the happiness or the healthiness of the relationship? So if you're not happy, you can't make anyone else happy. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're in a relationship and you're miserable, most likely your relationship is going to be miserable because no one... Because I'm probably making the relationship miserable because right. I'm miserable. Yeah. Right. And that's the same for whoever you're with. So it's like we always say, oh, someone else can't make you happy. No, but they can sure as hell make me unhappy. 
Yeah, you know true. what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm a happy person, but you bringing me down, that's a problem. You are getting on my nerves. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and it's crazy. But, you know, I think we have to know ourselves. Mm-hmm. You have to know what you want out of any situation, any relationship. Because once you're not getting that, mm-hmm. it's almost like economics. What's that point of diminishing returns? Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like... And opportunity costs. Every day yes. that you continue in this situation or relationship or whatever, you're missing out on other opportunities. Absolutely. You know, I also think communication. I think this is like... Communication is essential because sometimes mm-hmm. we live in our heads and oh. we live in a space of assumptions too. Listen. And we're in this, you know, tent spot or whatever, and we're not happy and whatever. And we haven't even taken the time to communicate, communicate that it. yeah, because of fear. I typically think it's just fear, right? Mm-hmm. Fear of what the other party is going to say, respond, do, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we're more willing to live in our assumption of what we think is going to happen. It's going to happen yeah. versus just saying, hey, I'm actually not happy. So, you know, sometimes you think about work, it's like you mm-hmm. could probably just go to your boss or someone or HR or whoever and say, yeah. I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I saw myself doing this when I first started, but I don't really see it right. anymore. And here's kind of, I haven't fully fleshed out what I want, mm-hmm. but I know this isn't it. Right. And you think naturally people are going to say, okay, well, you can get the hell out of here then. You can pack it up and go. Listen, you can, I'll go right to the unemployment. You can get your check <laughs> and go. Or they might say, well, maybe let's try out some other stuff then. Maybe let's, you know, move you into this division. So I think likewise with relationships, we see our partner acting in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And we, one, like you said, that you did in your relationship. Now you just adjust how you're acting. Right. Right. You're turning into someone that you're not instead Mm -hmm. of just saying, hey, I ain't happy. Right. I ain't feeling this. Mm -hmm. It feels like a bottom to me. Yes. Is this something that we can work on? If it's not something we can work on, then let's just um, agree to move our, yeah. move on. Go our separate ways. Yeah. I don't hate you. You don't hate me. We just can't seem to agree on how to walk this path of life together. together. Absolutely. And I mean, and that's honestly where it ended up. I mean, mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. And of course, after the fact, you want to act like you want to get some act right, but no. Yeah, act right always comes after the after fact. The it's fact. an awakening. Yeah. It's like a oh, now that I'm out of a situation, I can see, I can see what I was doing in the situation. You can't see stuff when you're in it. You know, you can't <laughs> see it when you're in it because you one, you never want to admit that you're wrong. Yeah. And then it's like I think I feel I won't yada yeah. yada yada, and it's all this expressing what you want and your unhappiness and as I had to drill into my 15 year old the other day you Uh-oh. cannot talk and learn at the same time it is not I possible I had to say that at work last week it is not possible yes I did I mean you can't talk and you first of all, I always say don't listen to respond mm-hmm. you have to listen to hear and if we're not hearing each other we're not communicating well, so neither one of us are going to get what we need or yeah. want. 
So it's not until after the relationship that you close your mouth and realize, well, like, well, you have nobody to talk to at this point. You got nobody to talk to. <laughs> right. So you now know. you can hear it all and see it all. Good and quiet. Full awakening. Listen. So full awakening like, now. Because like you're talking about it. By yourself. Also known as loneliness. <laughs> yes. That loneliness will give you some, some self-reflection moments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Well. Crazy. So do we have... Um, N E N E N E comment. Let me see because I booted myself up okay. on the app. Well, so in the meantime, I'll do some housekeeping. Okay. Um, SA Cutie said if you want the drink recipe of the week, Spring Fever, sign up for our newsletter. You can find that on our website at drinktoremarry.com. You can also send us an email about topics or suggestions for topics at Gmail. Wait, drink till we're married. Drink till we're married at gmail.com. Yes. Trust me on that. That's right. I promise. <laughs> My app keeps shutting So, well. Okay, here we go. I think I finally got it. And I don't see that we have any comments. Actually, okay. We had a couple people join. Yes, thank you guys for watching. We really appreciate it. Yes. So, as usual, we will try and get this Facebook Live going as we live record the podcast. But you can always listen to the episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, um, and Google Play. You yes. can find all 79 Ooh, episodes. 79. So I want yes. to say a quick hello to Sabrina, Jess hey. Marie, and Emmanuel. Thanks for joining hey. and listening, well, watching us live tonight. Yes. And also, so the Bad and Boozy shirts are available. Got the shirts up. Yes. It's about so, to be summertime, so. Get your shirt. I will put the link out. And there's actually some other merchandise out there as well. So we're going through Redbubble. So I will make sure we get the link out there for everyone that wants to go grab a shirt. Okay. Well, till the next time. Cheers. Cheers.